0: Hey, hey, what's going on, friends? Today we are learning the 62nd p- um, page of Mesech Brachos, Daf Samach Bez. Um, a lot of kind of Agatha kind of stuff. Um, I don't know, can't really pick out specific things, at least nothing's coming to mind right now. So let's just jump in and see how it goes. We're starting at the very, very top of Daf Samach Bez. Um, so, without further ado, Tanya Amar Bakiva, Pamachas Nichnasti, Acher B'Yoshua Levesa Akise. Interesting. So, Rabbi Akiva says that one time he followed Rabbi Yoshua into the bathroom. And Rabbi Akiva reports that from this experience he learned three things. Lamati Matish Nifnin Mizrach Umayrav El So he learned. So um, Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yoshua were in Yehuda. The Yehuda. Part of Eretz Which is where The base of Amikdash is And So Even though there was no base of Amikdash at that time I imagine But Maybe there was I'm not sure Soon assume it was probably Right afterwards But in any event um, Rabbi Yoshua Did not go to the bathroom East-West Rather North-South Also Rabbi Yoshua Did not expose himself When he was um, standing rather in, when he was sitting. And Rabbi Akiva says that he also learned from Rabbi Yeshua that you do not wipe with your right hand, rather with your left hand. So Benazai says to Rabbi Akiva, were you so brazen with your teacher to have followed him into the bathroom? So Rabbi Akiva responded to "Torah Torahi, Vilamod Anit Sarich. He says, look, at the end of the day, this is also Torah, and I need to learn it. And yes, therefore, I followed my teacher into the bathroom to learn how to go to the bathroom in the correct halachic way. Oh, all right, these people just knocked over something. Not the end of the world. Tanya ben Omer, we learn in Abrasah, Benazay says, Pamachas nechnasti achar akiva levei sakise." Benazi says that one time he then followed Rabbi Akiva into the bathroom. And Benazi says that he learned from Rabbi Akiva from that experience three things. I'll give you a spoiler alert. It's the same three things. I learned that you don't go to the bathroom east west, rather north south. And I learned that um, you don't expose yourself. when you're standing, rather when you're sitting And I learned that uh, We do not wipe ourselves With our right hand, rather with our left hand And then Rabbi Yehuda Responded to Ben Azai in the same way that Ben Azai responded to Rabbi Akiva Were you really so brazen with your teacher To follow him into the bathroom To which uh, Ben Azai responded That look This is also Torah and I need to learn it, so therefore, yes, I did follow Rabbi Akiva into the bathroom. Well, it gets even more interesting. Rav Kahana all gonna to say purye the Rav. Rav Kahana took it one step further, and he actually hid under Rav's bed so that he could learn um, how Rav uh, slept with his wife. So shame the So he heard Rav. That first he was talking with his wife, and then he was joking around with his wife, and then he um, slept with his wife. So, Omrle, Dummi Pumidabak de losarif Tafshila. Now, while this was going on, or I guess afterwards, um, Ravkana spoke up and he says, Rav, you know, it sounds like uh, you have quite some appetite for your wife, as if it's like you've never slept with her before. So, Omrle, Gehana, Hachat? And then Rav's like, What? Ghana. What are you doing here? Poke, get out of here. Talabor Khara. It's not respectful for you to be hiding under my bed while I'm sleeping with my wife. <laughs> so then um, to which Rav Kana responded, Look, it's Torah, I need to learn. Sorry, buddy. Now, Mikne Ma in biyamin. how come we don't um, wipe ourselves with our right hand? So elabism, rather with our left hand. So Amar So Rav says because the Torah was given with the right. Shnei is the pasuk says From his right was this Esh Das that he gave to his nation, and this Esh Das is referring to the Torah. Rav Bar Omar, Mipnei said because the right hand is what you eat with, and therefore you don't want to use it to wipe with. Rabbi Shimon Ben Lakish Amar Mipnei Shikosha Abshim ben Lakish says, because that is the hand that you use to tie your tefillin onto your left hand, Kilu. You use your right hand to tie the tefillin onto your left arm. Because that's the hand you use to show the time um, Torah. And if I understand correctly, it's basically, you know, sometimes you could see, like, when people are reading from the Torah, so you have another guy kind of like doing the signs with his hands and trying to show the guy. You know which truck to read So I believe that that is what uh, we're talking about here So because you use your right hand to do that We um, don't want you to wipe with it So then there's a little letter here that adds a little piece it mar, We stated Rav says because you eat with your right hand Shmuel says because you write with your right hand Like a Zok the holy because you eat with your right hand. Rabbi Yeshua Rabbi Yeshua says, it's because you write with your right hand. What's the big deal about writing? Maybe like you write also like holy things? Rabbi Akiva Omer, Torah. Because that is the hand that you use to show which Torah reading truck to use. Tanhum by says the holy Raptanchum Pakani Lai, Quatanuabesakise, whoever is modest in the bathroom need he is saved from three things. That sounds nice. Mira from snakes, Uminakravim from scorpions, Uminamazin, and from the damaging spirits. Vyesh Omim, there are those who say Avchalamos and those who say that even his dreams will be, I guess, I don't know, good yeah, I guess good dreams. Mishav and Olaf. Fine. There was a certain bathroom in Tveria, and there was, there was something unique about this bathroom. What was unique about it? So, when two people would go to this bathroom, even during the day, they would get damaged. Now, if we remember from, I don't know, uh, I can't remember which daf exactly it was, but maybe Mem Gimome Bez or something, but basically, um uh, yeah, I think it was I don't know it was some daf we learned that um and some daf we learned that uh, basically, if you have two people, so then the Mazikin do not um you know hurt you so and also they specifically come out at night, and the interesting thing about this bathroom is that even with two people and even though it was during the day, they would somehow still get um you know, hurt by these mazikin So Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi, however, havu'ar le'beh chad v'chad l'chudeh v'lo mazikeh Now, somehow Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi managed to be able to go to the bathroom um, by themselves and they wouldn't get uh, damaged by these mazikin So, Amre'lu Rabbana, the Rabbi said to them Lo m'stafinu, lo Aren't you scared of these mazikin? So, Amre'lu, Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi said to them Onan, Kabbalah, Gamirinan, we have a certain Mesorah, we have a certain tradition. Kabbalah, Vishtikusa. So you have a tradition that the proper way to go to the bathroom is to be modest and to be quiet. Kabbalah, Sure, and the proper way to deal with afflictions that come on you, is to uh, accept them quietly and to um, pray to get out of that predicament. Um, okay? Fine, And therefore because I guess they were modest and quiet in the bathroom I guess they didn't talk in the bathroom uh, We're going to see a story about talking in the bathroom soon So just to keep your, keep, to keep your interest um, But in any event um, I guess that was there uh, Because they were quiet and modest in the bathroom Therefore they would not get damaged by these Mazikin Abaye marbi ime imra l'meo bahade Levesakise. So by his mother, or I think that was technically his nurse or something. By his mother, I think, died um, while, when she was giving birth to him. So clearly it couldn't have been his mother. I believe that when it talks about his mother, it's talking about his nurse who raised him. Anyways, so she basically trained a sheep to go with him to the bathroom so that he should never be alone over there, so that the Mazikin shouldn't get him. Well, the Rabbi Why? How come it had to be a sheep? Couldn't it be a goat? <laughs> okay. Because we're concerned that if... Um, she would have raised a goat To go with him to the bathroom Well Mazikim um, The Shedim um, Are sometimes referred to as Si'irim uh, As goats As the Pasuk says Nishayu Si'irim That the uh, In reference to the destruction of Babel, That uh, goats will dance over there Referring to demons And all sorts of things like that So therefore um, Raising a goat wouldn't work Because that, Because the demons are basically goats So uh, Sheep is a better option so Rava, before he was the Rosh Hashiva Where was Rava the Rosh Hashiva? I think he was from Machoza But was there a yeshiva in Machoza? Not sure, where was he the Rosh Hashiva? I don't know, I'm curious to look that up Anyways, Abai I believe was in Pompadilla So where was Rava? Anyways, Rava, before he was the Rosh Hashiva So remember, we learned a few days ago with By Barheja that Rava was married to the uh, daughter of Ravchista So um, before Rava was the Rosh Hashiva basically Ravchista's wife uh, uh, Rava's wife would put some kind of a nut into some kind of a receptacle and bang it around when he went to the bathroom to scare away the Mazikim I guess they got scared away by nuts and receptacles Okay Ba'asa de But after he became um, the Rosh Hashiva Avda Kavasa so then, she made a window in the wall. Umancha Yoda yada and she would Keilu put her hand on his head while he was going to the bathroom. So it was Kielu, There were two people there because the mazikin are much stronger when you're the Rosh shiva. Apparently, mazikin have to do with jealousy, right? We learned about, you know, that we learned about people who require guarding, right? We talked about achos and uh tami because mazikin apparently get very jealous. So I guess once Rava was the Rosh shiva. Um, um, the Mazikin really wanted to, to attack him, so his wife would put her hand on his head. So it was Kielu; she was with him in the bathroom, and there were two people there. The Mazikin wouldn't get him. Omar Ula says Ula: uh, Achori Nifne If you hop behind the wall, you can go to the bathroom immediately. Uva Bika, and if you're in a valley, I guess in more open area, Kosman Shmisatish Ben Chaveru Shomea. Oh, but if you're in a more open area, then so you just have to get away, as far away as if you um, pass gas, and your friend will not be able to hear you. So, okay. Isi Barnasen, Masnei Hachi, Isi taught in the following way. If you are behind the fence, you can't just go to the bathroom immediately. Rather... Even if you go behind the fence, you still have to distance yourself far enough so that if you pass gas, your friend won't hear. And if you are in an open area, so you have to get um, far away so that uh, your friend Mamush can't see you. Now we're going to ask a few questions on EC uh, Barnasin. We have Akasha. So, this is talking about if you have an olive press where you make olive oil, and this olive oil is going to be for Tyrus. It's going to be, it has to remain Tahor. Um, so, you have guards making sure that no amaritz goes over there and makes this oil Tameh. Now, let's say the guard needs to use the bathroom. What does he do? On the one end, he's got to go somewhere to go to the bathroom. On the other end, he's got to be guarding it to make sure no amaratsim get there. And, to, and, and make the thing tamid So the solution is So you go outside of the doorway Of the olive press And you go to the bathroom You defecate behind the um, fence And, and the um, olives remain tahor So we see that you're just going Right behind the wall The fence And going to the bathroom immediately According to EC Barnasin, You'd have to get away As far enough away so that your friend wouldn't be able to hear you pass gas, so a sekelu. So he am um, he would answer and say, yeah, but that's just because we're talking about a specific a special situation, which is tyris, because we want to make sure that no um, Ama'aretz is gonna get in and mess up the tyris. So they were a little bit more mekel to say you can just go to the bathroom a little bit closer, or just go behind the fence and go to the bathroom immediately, so you can get back to guarding the tyris. Toshma, come in here. Kami rachaku how far So again Regarding the tires, It says How far away If you're in an open area How far away So remember E.C. Barnausson said That if you're in an open area You have to get mamish Far enough away So that nobody could see you Whatsoever But we're saying that By these tires, What if you're in an open area How far away should you get Viyu Tahorin And the Olives Will remain Tahor So As far enough That you know As far away That you could still see The Olive Press From there But again You know Go as far away away that if any further you would no longer be able to see the olive oil But from there you could still see it. That's how far you have to get away So that's a problem for Isi e. Bar-Nasim because Isi e. Bar-Nasim said you have to get away out of sight Right and if anybody would be by the olives they would be able to see him So shiny Oakley Tyrus They Caleb were abundant. So again, you know, uh, um, when it comes to Tyrus, they were, um, more makeal To say that in the interest of making sure that the, um Olives remain tahor. Make sure you could still see them. But if we weren't talking about Tyrus, so then you would have to get far away that nobody could see you. Ravashi Amar says Ravashi, my roet isi So Ravashi basically says no, this isn't a problem. Uh, he gives an alternative answer for why it's not a problem for isi And It's because when isi b'arnasen says that you have to get far away that your friend doesn't see you, doesn't mean that it doesn't see you at all. Rather, kosmachein roet as chazile. No, it means that as long as um, your friend wouldn't be able to see your exposed flesh. But um, as long as your, fri- your friend can't see your exposed flesh, if he can just see your like see that you're there, that, that, that's okay. Therefore, in this case, you know, sure, he still has to be able to see the um, olives, but anybody who might be by the olive press and looking out at him wouldn't be able to see his exposed flesh, and therefore it would be acceptable. There was a certain eulogizer who was eulogizing in front of Rav Nachman And this eulogizer um, eulogized this uh, dead person who was there and one of the things he said was that he was very um, modest he was very modest in his ways So I'm Nachman to which Rav Nachman objected And he says to the eulogizer, he says, you know what, you, what, did you go with this, uh, person when he was alive? You went with him to the bathroom to see if he's really modest? The, tanya, as we learn in the, Bible, saying, the definition of somebody who's modest is somebody who's modest in the bathroom. And therefore, Mr. Eulogizer, if you're calling this mace somebody who was modest, right, that implies that you know that he was modest because you went with him to the bathroom. Did you really do that? So, Rav my nafkale mine. So now, why is Rav Nachman making a whole big deal out of this? Like, who cares if he's fine, so you're saying it was tzanua. like okay, maybe you went to the bathroom with him maybe he didn't. Like why do you really care if Nachman? So Mishum de because we're learning a braisa, which is interesting. That basically if you have a eulogizer who is making things up about this dead person, so we actually are going to punish the dead person for it because that's going to sort of invoke like a certain audit by by the heavenly courts and stuff like what this person did all these amazing things let's take a look and then he gets in trouble for it and but just like the mace himself gets in trouble also the eulogizer gets in trouble and then also all all the people who are in attendance and say amen afterwards they also get in trouble therefore if nachman had his own self in you know had his own interest in mind by saying like wait a second i can't just sit here and allow you to say this because then i'll get in trouble for allowing you to say this as well Tanarabana, the rabbis taught, Ezut Sanuah, who is somebody who is modest, that shnifna b'yom. Somebody who goes to the bathroom at night in the same place that uh, he goes to the bathroom during the day. Now, the assumption right now in the Gemara is that this means that just like in the daytime, he will go far away so nobody will see him. So also, somebody who is Sanuah is somebody who, even at night, where people can't see him, he still goes as far away at night as he would during the day. Is this really true though? The of Yehuda Amarav says Rav in the name of Rav Rav Yehuda says in the name of Rav that a person should try to go to the bathroom early in the morning before the day, before it's light out and then at night after it's already dark so that you don't have to go far away. So why are we saying that somebody is modest that somebody who Davka goes far away at night? Rav Yehuda says in the name of Rav, Davka, the nighttime is the best Time to go to the bathroom, so that you don't have to go far away. Visu and more. So Rava have mil. Rava during the day he would go one mil away to go to the bathroom. And at night he would just say to his attendant, just make sure that you know, see if there's a uh, quiet place in the city where I can go to the bathroom. So you wouldn't go far away. Rabbi Zerah would also say to his attendant, He would say, Look, he would say to his attendant, Go see if there's anybody outside of the base medrash, because if there isn't, I would like to go to the bathroom over there. So, why on the one end are we saying that somebody who's tsanuah is somebody who goes far away to use the bathroom even at night, if we seem to have all these implications that, you know, uh, people would go to the bathroom uh, even close by? So, Okay, so rather don't say in that braisa that somebody who's tanuah is somebody who goes to the bathroom at night as far away in the same place as he would go during the day. No, rather say in the same way that he goes to the bathroom during the day, he goes to the bathroom at night, which is, as we learned in the third parak, when we were learning about all sorts of bathroom related in yonim, um, that you know, he only exposes himself, what was it, like a, a tefach in the front and two tefach in behind, something like that. Anyway, so somebody who's just kind of always tsanuwa when he goes to the bathroom, that is uh, uh, somebody who's tsanuwa. So, Rav uh, Ashi. No, you can still, so Rav Ashi says that, no, you can still say that this bride is saying that he goes, uh, somebody who's tsanua, somebody goes to the bathroom during the, uh, at, at night in the same place that he goes to the bathroom during the day, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he goes as far away. As during the day, what it means is that just like during the day, he would go behind some kind of a corner, a place where nobody could see him. So you should do the same at night as well. Gufo, we said earlier, So we said that a person should go to the bathroom early in the morning and right before it gets light and after it gets dark. So he doesn't have to go too far away. We talk in a like this as well. Benazay Omer says the holy Benazay Hashkem Wake up early And go out to the bathroom And then go out late And go to the bathroom Kadesh to So that you don't have to go too far away Okay mishamish um, v'shev Great uh, This is talking about like Basically opening up your um, uh, Let's just say Butthole I guess And then sit down And don't first sit down and then open up oh, Because if you sit down first so then even if they are doing magic like um, sorcery in Spain uh, it will somehow find its way to you and you'll be in big trouble But what if you forgot? And he sat down and then he first opened himself up So my Takante what do you do? So Kikai, when he gets up, Laimahaki say the following Loli, loli, Lo Sahim Vlo Lohani Vlo Mehani, de de Okay? He should say, Not me, not me. I don't want the demon chasim and not the tachim uh, and not the demon tahtim. Not these, not from these, not male sorcerers and not female sorcerers. Okay. Tanya. Uh, we don't know. If you want to lie down anywhere, lie down. But don't lie down on the floor. Sit down wherever you want, just not on a beam that is a, you know, far above ground. So that famous um, photo of like the people working on like the I don't know, something where they're like you know, really high above ground, sitting on a beam eating lunch. Um, if if you None of them were Benaza you, you, you can be assured of that um, uh, Sleeping at dawn Is like iron it Is like steel compared to iron Right, Steel is much stronger than iron It's reinforced iron And going out to the bathroom At dawn is also Like steel to iron It's very good so, by Kapara, he would give him a little bit of money and he would tell you little nuggets. He would give you a little advice. And this is the advice that he would give you. Remember this advice. It's very good. When you're hungry, eat. When you're thirsty, drink. Okay? I guess I may have thought otherwise. And if your pot is boiling Before your pot is boiling Spill it out And that seems to be referring to If you have to go to the bathroom Go If they ring the bell in Rome By the fig market Well then If you are the son of a fig merchant Go out and sell your father's figs Good advice So said to the Rabbis when you go in the um, roads, these little simtaot, these little paths <coughs> of the city Mefak Bey Bechakla To go out to the fields Lo lo Don't look on this side of the, of the road and that side of the road yasve inshe Because maybe people will go, be going to the bathroom over there And it's not, you know, nice to be looking at them Safra al So if Safra, Taka went to the bathroom <inaudible> so Rabbi Abba then went And I guess he got to the bathroom And he gave a little cough He wanted to say like Hey anybody in there So Amr Leomar. So Rav Safra said Oh no come in So Rabbi Abba didn't come in And instead he waited for Rav to leave When Rav Safra left Amr lay and he said to Rabbi, uh, to Rabbi Safra, you know, you've never been to Seir, and yet you're doing the things of Seir, right? So as opposed to, like the Persians, who we said um, what was it, in the first paragraph, we said that they're very uh, modest in the bathroom. I guess the Seirim people, the Edomite people, are not um, sitting in the bathroom. So he's saying you've never been to Seir, which I guess is like Europe or something. I don't know. And yet you act, and yet, yet you act like them that you're talking in the bathroom. Lav we not learn in 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 Gemara time. madura There was a um uh like a bonfire, like a fire lit in the lit in the base of Moked. There was also a a bathroom of honor over there. kvodo, What was so honorific about this bathroom? That if it was open, so then you knew if it was if it was locked. The door was locked then you knew that uh, somebody was in there and if the door was open so then you knew that you can go in nobody was in there so that nobody would have to talk in the bathroom so Rav Safra, what are you doing talking in the bathroom so arahu. So we see it's not nice to talk in the bathroom savar. Oh, so then why was Rav Safra talking in the bathroom what did he not learn so he figured um, that well it's dangerous you know meaning if Rabbi Abba is coming to the bathroom it's because he has to go to the bathroom and therefore it's dangerous for him to hold it in that if you hold in if you hold it in when you have to defecate so then uh, you'll get what's called if you hold it in when you have to pish so then you'll get um, um, jaundice so Ribellazar had to go to the bathroom also so a certain Roman came and he uh, pushed him away okay So soa left also the so a certain snake came and basically um I guess ate his uh, <laughs> how, do, how do I say this uh, I guess he just like ate his butt off or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Zakariyale ribalazo ve etin Adam tahtekha atekre Adam el Adam. Okay. So I guess we're going to get rid of Adam, so don't read uh Adam rather don't read Adam rather Edom. Great. Ve amra la hagekha Oh, so this is a story by David Hamalek and um Sha'ou Great, so basically David and Melech and his friends Were hiding out in some kind of cave And Shaul went into the cave Because he had to use the bathroom So then um, what happened was David then took his sword And he like cut off part of Shaul's clothing Of his like cloak And then after Shaul left David kind of showed Shaul is This part of his cloak That he pulled off And he says, look You see, I could have killed you And I didn't Please like Stop trying to kill me Because right? at that point Shaul was pretty obsessed With trying to kill David So David says V'amar lahar gichah and he said to kill you, vatachos alecha, and um, you know she had mercy on you. So What do you mean? He said to kill you. I I said to myself that I should kill you, It doesn't say that. Why does it say? And she had mercy on you. It should say that I had mercy on you. So amar Belazar, Amr lo david David was saying to show minat right? So who said? Right? It says amar. Who's he? He said it's Hashem. Benariga you were, you were hived to die. because you're trying to kill me. You're chasing after me to kill you and as we learned to kill me. And as we learned the other day, uh, with the story of Rav Sheila, who he was giving Malkos to that guy and then like the, what was it the Romans came or the Persians came, somebody came, um, and then this guy was like gonna tell them that they're liars, etc. So, so you know, basically it says somebody who's coming to kill you you can kill him. Right? The Torah says, If somebody's coming to kill you, you can kill him. So I was in the right, it was my right, to be able to kill you and I didn't. Right? And then, but the sneers, the modesty that you had when you are going to the bathroom is what had mercy upon you and that's why I didn't kill you, I just chathed part of your cloak. Umayi, and what is this Tzni? It says in the puzzle, He came to where these sheep were, on the way, and there was a cave. And Shaul went there to use the bathroom. It was a fence within a fence, and a cave within a cave. And what does it mean, it means that it teaches that he um, made his cloak into like a sukai, made it into like a whole... Like, he didn't expose himself, he just, like, uh, sort of covered him up, very, covered himself up. And therefore, I guess, um, that's why David saved him and just took part of his cloak. David then went, and in in this story it says that David went and um, and he um, cut off part of um, Sha'ul's cloak. Amr the Sha'ul, Asher... I'm sorry. He secretly cut off part of his cloak. So, Rabbi Yosi bar Pachinin says that anybody, sorry, Rabbi Yosi says that anybody who disgraces clothing, clothing will not, he will not be able to get benefit from clothing. As it right. says by David Melech, it says that David um, Melech when he got older. That, uh, he, you know, he was old and sick, and they tried to and they tried to cover him with clothing, and it would not keep him warm. And the Gemara is saying that it's because he, you know, didn't treat because he basically tore um, Shaul's cloak, and he, you know, in a certain sense disgraced clothing, so therefore clothing was unable to warm him when he got older. So part of what David Melach says to Shaul is that you know, if if the reason why you're trying to kill me is because Hashem is is, is you know leading you to kill me is like controlling you and and forcing you to want to kill me well then yarah mincha i will bring a a mincha offering and hopefully god will smell it and and, and accept it Amr belazer amene Baruch david says conversely right so says that hashem said to david melach did you seriously call me a meshes somebody who tries to convince somebody else to do bad things I'm going to make you fail in something that even little kids know. Again, there's another place where we see that, you know, a reference to these kids learning in cheder, knowing psukim and chomish. The pasuk says, bnei when you count the heads of bnei Yisrael, v'nosnu is Kofer, nafsho Vigomer, So don't point and count like one, two, three, four. Rather, everybody will give a coin, and you'll count the coins. Right? Miyad vayamud sa'in al Yisrael. Immediately the Satan went against Israel. Uchsiv vayasas, as David bayim, that the Satan, um, um, you know, sort of convinced David, Lamor, Lech, Meneas Yisrael, go and count the Bnei Yisrael. Vechemin de Maninu, Lushaka, Minai, And when David Melech counted Israel, uh, he did not, you know, take any kind of uh, pidyon. He didn't, uh, you know, let's say take coins and count the coins, rather he counted them. Ursiv aiten davar b'Israel davar b'Sam, me'abokah v'as and that God then, um you know, created this uh, death in Israel from the morning until the time of the moid, my ace moid. What is the time of the moid? Amr Shmuel, and it says that I think seventy thousand people died. So Amr Shmuel said Shmuel, Amr Shmuel sava chasani drabi Chanina mishmei drabi Chanina mishas shritas atamid adshas bika. So from the time of the shechting. Of the Korb, I don't remember what time that was, but until the time that they would, maybe it was at like, uh, sunrise or, 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 or something, uh, until the time that they would throw the blood onto the Mizbech, Rabbi Yochanan Amr Archatzos Yochanan says it was until noon. And he said, I guess God said to the angel who was like, uh, killing everybody, Rav. What does it mean, Rav? Amr Bielazar, Amr Leachadish Baruch, God said to the angel, "Told Li Rab Shabaim, get me the greatest of them. Um Bo Lipare Meam Kamachovos. That by killing this one person, it'll be kilo enough to pay back many debts. Baosa Sha'a Meis Avishai Ben Surya SheShakol Kruva Sanhedrin. At that time, uh when when God said that, then Avishai Ben Surya died, and he was." um Sort of the equivalent of the majority of the Sanhedrin, uva uh, hashkis ra and while Hashem was destroy, destroy, destroying the Yidden, he saw and he was consoled. My Myra, what did he see? Amr Rav ra Avinu. So Rav says that the Abishter saw Yankiv Avinu. Tichsiv as it says, vayomer Yankiv Right. It says right at the end of Parshas Vayetze that um when he was, I uh, believe that 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 Yankiv Avinu saw. Um, you know, uh, the angels, and he, and he called uh, the place Machanaim. Okay. Uh, so it says Ra'am, so because it says that Ya'an Ra'am, used the Re'iyah, so Vahashchis Ra'ah, Hashem Ve'inachim Yisua uh, Ya'an Kivavinu. Fine. Ushmual Amr says, Shmuel Efro Shel Yitzchak Ra'ah, saw the ashes, or the would-have-been ashes of Yitzchak uh, by the Akedas Yitzchak, Shnemar, as the Palsach says, Elokim Yireh Lo Haseh. That God will show him the sheep. So again it says Ru'iya. Rabbi Rabitzaknafra Ma Kess of Kipuri Ma'ah. Rabit says that he saw the money of the Kipurim. Shine Amai, Ulakh, Vila Kartas Kessafa Kipurime Aisbanaisavagoma that you will take the Kess of the Kipurim. And I guess therefore um, you know, because that I guess that was in the context of Kisisa as well. Um, that you'll take this money and count it. So they're also as a, I guess as a kapara for this. Punishment that was coming for counting improperly, God saw when they counted properly, and that was what reminded Him to I guess make this stop. Rabbi Yochanan Amos said, Rabbi Yochanan, based on Mikdash saw the base Mikdash Bahar Hashem Yerah that on the mountain of God He will be seen. Bar One of them says he saw the Kesef Hakipurim. The other one says Mikdash. Mestavik Mandaam based on Mikdash R'ah. Ashe Yomer Yomar, Asher ye Amer. What is it? Asher ye Amer Hayom um, b'Har Ye Yerae. That'll be said today. That on the mountain of of um, of God it will be seen, and therefore Yerae is connected like Hashem seeing and stopping the dever, and that's a reference. So he saw the base Mikdash about which it says b'Har Hashem Yerae. Fine. The Gemara says Lo Yikarness Mish- The Mishnah had um, said. At the beginning of the parak, that a person should not go into the harabias with his walking stick and things like that. My kapandria, it also says that you shouldn't make the harabayas a shortcut. So what is this kapandria? Amarava so kapandria. Kishma. Surava says that a kapandria is a kapandria. What does that mean? So, ravchana barada, mishme drav, sama, brei, dravmari, amar, kimanda amar, inish, adi, makifna, adare, so, what does Kapandria mean? It's like basically a combination of a few different words. That instead of going around all of these rows of houses, I will just go through here as a shortcut. So, that's how we know that a Kapandria means a shortcut. Don't use the Harabais as a shortcut. If you want to get from the east of Jerusalem to the west of Jerusalem, don't just walk through Harabais. Rather go around. If a person goes into a synagogue not with the intention of using it as a shortcut, but in the end, for whatever reason, I guess, whatever his initial intention changed, and now we wanted to just go out the other side, which will end up being a shortcut, it's allowed. Rabbi Abbao says that if this place that is now a synagogue was initially like a pathway, and people used to just walk on the path, now they plop down a synagogue there, you can still then use it as a shortcut. You don't have to go around this synagogue that was put there. Rabbi Rav says that if somebody goes into a shul in order to pray he can then go out the other side and it will end up being a shortcut theoretically meaning you can go in on one side and then when you're done praying leave on the other side that's no problem Kshnei is the Pasuk says it says that when the Yidim will come to the Beis Amikdash on the uh, festivals so it was specifically if you'd come in in the north, so then you would have to leave in the south. Like, don't you wouldn't leave on this from the same um, doorway that you came in. I think that was like some kind of thing of respect. Okay, very fancy. We were Kika, Mikavah, Mikavah, and it says that also. Um We don't spit on Harabayas. Why not? From a Ka'va Okay, let's see what this is. Amar Be'vai, Amar B'yoshua ben Levi, Kuala rokik Anybody who spits on the Temple Mount, on the, right, currently, Kilo Rokag it's as if he's spitting in the Abishter's eye. Schneemar, the Pazuk says, V'ayu e'nai v'libisham kol that my uh, eyes and my heart will be in, on the Temple Mount for all of the days. Therefore, if you spit on the Temple Mount, it's like you're spitting in God's eye. Amar Rava says, You're allowed to spit in a synagogue. Just like um, shoes. right? Just like wearing shoes on the Temple Mount is not allowed, but wearing shoes in a synagogue is allowed. So Also spitting, you're not allowed to spit on the Temple Mount, but you are allowed to spit in a synagogue. One second. Why are we learning out spitting from shoes to say that you're allowed to spit in a synagogue? Why don't you learn it out from a shortcut and say that just like you're not allowed to make a synagogue a shortcut, you're also not allowed, you're not allowed to spit in a synagogue. So Rav responded to whoever this was who asked him. So. Tana yalef mimino v'atomot mi Well, the Tana uh, in the Braisa learned it out from shoes to say, right, learned spitting from shoes and you saying it, you want to learn out spitting from kapandria? What, what, Ma'i, what are we talking about? The Tana is we learn in the Braisa person should not go to the Temple Mount Lo'bam Makelo lo shabiyado Not with the staff that's in his hand now Not with the shoes that are on his feet Lo'bam lo And Not the money that's in his turban or with his money belt behind him. And you don't make the Temple Mount a um, shortcut. And you also don't spit on the Temple Mount. And we learned that out from a Homer from shoes. What does that mean? Right? If um, your shoes, which are not disgraceful, um, yet the Torah says, Right, the said to Moshe Rabbeinu, when he saw him by the Sneh, which I believe is um, basically Moriah, where the base of ended up being, he said, the Abishter said, Remove your shoes. So, right, spitting, which is a way of Bizayon, which is not very nice to spit, then certainly you should not be spitting on the Temple Mount. So, we see that we're learning out spitting from uh, shoes, therefore, it only makes sense that when it comes to synagogue, we should learn out spitting from shoes to say that it's permitted. Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda Omer. Now the Brysa continues and says, Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda Omer, Enotzarikh, you don't need to learn out spitting from shoes. you Omer, because the Pasuk says, It says in Megillus Esther that we don't, that, right, Mordechai uh, was outside of the, uh, the the, the, uh, that he was in the streets of the city because you couldn't go to the, where the king was, the gate of the king wearing sackcloth, if sackcloth, which isn't disgusting, and yet he wouldn't go into the area of the king, right, so the spitting, which is kind of disgusting, certainly then you shouldn't be spitting on Haribahis. But in any event, we are, right, so Rav is pointing out that the Brysa is learning out spitting from shoes, right? Just like you're not allowed to wear shoes on higher bias, you're also not allowed to spit on higher bias. And therefore, it would make sense that in a synagogue where you are allowed to wear shoes, you are allowed to spit. And we're not going to say, well, you can't make it into a shortcut, therefore you can't spit. Because we have no reason to learn out spitting from a shortcut. We should learn out spitting from shoes. Amrle. so whoever asked Rav this kasha, remember there was three possibilities for who asked him. Either Rav Papa or Ravina or Rav Adha Brahmasna. But whoever asked them was saying, no, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, granted that when it comes to anhar bias, we learn out spitting from shoes, right? Let's say that we'll go khum in both cases. So, after all, in this b'raisa, it was learning out spitting only anhar bias from shoes. So we're saying that since you're not allowed to wear shoes anhar bias we're also going to learn out spitting on bias and say that you're not allowed to spit on habayis, Right? So instead of learning out from shoes and saying that you're allowed to spit in the synagogue, learn out spitting from uh, the kapandria and say that just like a kapandria is forbidden in the synagogue, also is spitting. Right? So Rather Rabba says, So we're going to compare the synagogue to his house. Ma beso akapandri arkiko in a person's house, you don't want somebody you you know cutting through your property as a shortcut. Yeah, you don't mind if people spit on your property or wear shoes on your property. So av kapandri also Also in a synagogue, you're not allowed to make it into a shortcut, but you would be allowed to spit and wear shoes. Very fancy, right? Very, very fancy. You thought that we were done with all that bathroom stuff back in the uh, third parak. I know, I know, I know. Well, I guess Masech Brachus wanted to give you one last sort of uh, one last uh, experience over there. But in any, ways, in any event, there's one more fold-off left in Masech the Brachos, And then uh, just a little bit left um, on Salam of Then we already uh, start moving on to Masech Shabbos, which is pretty crazy. So everyone have a great day paste